Howdy, Chad. Well, howdy there, Cameron. What is this? We're, we're cowboys. That's right. It's a it's our annual cowboy special on opinions are cheap. Yeah, with the old Cameron and Chad, and we're gonna die in the West like that Adam no Seth MacFarlane movie. Remember that one? And speaking of cheap, I got me a big old can of beans. I got me a six-shooter. Let me get my old harmonica out and we'll play a cowboy song. I do declare I want to hear me a cowboy song. How you doing? You should have done that for another four minutes and just... Just made everybody insanely mad and uncomfortable. That might be funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not telling you how to do your job, but... Uh, Okay, well, before we get started, I have to issue a redaction. Okay. Um, I think a couple weeks ago I was complaining about the stupid OKKO Sonic the Hedgehog crossover. Hmm. So it turns out it's actually pretty good. I don't... Do I know what that is? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of actual, like, intelligent references. And a lot of, like... They got the current voice actors for Sonic and Tails, and they were actually, like, written well. Like, in character. Oh, that's good. That They did a crossover that was, like, all the Cartoon Network shows, and it was supposed to be this big, like, celebration, and it, like, rubbed me the wrong way. So I was expecting that from the Sonic. Sure. So with the Sonic one, it was actually very um, well done. <laughs> like, it was everything right that I hated about the last crossover event they did. But it also, so, yeah, like, it, it, they had a lot of deep cuts. Um, the ending is actually, like, a shot for shot of the finale to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Which oh, really? Which mo- most people in the U.S. haven't even watched. Sure. So referencing that so faithfully was like, hey, you know what? I gotta give kudos. You know, I'm 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 watching this right now, and like <clears throat> the the character design in the show is very simple, but everybody's like really well animated. I feel like there's a lot of movement, and it seems like energetic. Like I've seen screenshots of this cartoon, and I'm just like, God, this looks like something I don't want any part of. It's clearly not an expensive cartoon to make, but they make a lot of use of the limitations. Oh my god, it is his voice. That's kind of kind of amazing. Did you see the like the Final Fantasy 7 one? There's one where he like teams up with Cloud. I did No, I did not. That's pretty it's, crazy. It's pretty it is pretty crazy. But I like the design they did for Cloud because it's not it's not literally Cloud. It's not literally Final Fantasy, but it's an overt like hey, this is what we're referencing. And uh, oops! I, oh yeah, I hate this Windows that... button. Stop. There we go. The design is funny. very simple, but it's also pretty smart, and you can immediately recognize the character. And it's like it helps that he's got that giant sword. It does, and he has the hair, but it's also like there's not a lot going on in the face or anything, and yet right. it's actually kind of expressive. Like this is the kind of laziness that I appreciate because this is how I draw things. For sure. I don't know, I feel like 
you know, seeing this, seeing the characters in this move around, there, I, I kind of appreciate the art direction. Like it, it's cheap, it's kind of flat, but if they're making the most of it and they're actually like, okay, we can actually animate the characters pretty well. Uh, I feel like that's a very fair trade-off. Kind of reminds me of Bob Psycho in a way, or that anime where people were kind of critical of the uh, the designs of it because they're very thick lines. They're not as as detailed as a lot of anime. They're very stylized. But it seems like every frame of that, every you know scene of that anime, like someone's kind of moving. They get they do a lot more with their hands, with their shoulders and stuff. There's a lot more uh, just like body gestures, and so it's totally worth it. And I, I happen to like the the design work myself, but it, it's nice to watch you know a hand animated show like that that has a lot of animation and yeah. while this is you know probably all done in flash at least it's got a lot of animation and, and personality to it so i just want to say that that it's fair also it turns <laughs> out okay ko's been canceled so haha i win i'm still here has it yeah. uh, really it just got canceled but they just got sonic on it yeah and that's I, I guess no Sonic good. ruins everything, doesn't he? Oh well. Yeah. I didn't watch that stupid cartoon anyways. I hate it. Well, it's your fault then. If you watched it, maybe they wouldn't have canceled it. They're just like, if there's only one more giant man baby giving us a view on the Cartoon Network. Probably. My lack of viewership definitely canceled OKKO OK Let's Be Heroes. And you could put that on my tombstone. That would be funny. Be a good thing to put on a by the time I die, no one will know what that is. That's why it's a good thing to put on a tombstone. Taunting people will be so scared. I did you did you ever read He Is a Good Boy? I still have not gone back and finished that. I don't I don't want to spoil this one sight gag, but there's a there's a chapter where he's digging a grave, and while he's digging it, he's kind of like monologuing about how much hard work it is to like dig. And it's like, you know, the dead person doesn't even have to do anything, but they get their name on there. Like, shouldn't the person that dug the grave get their name on, the on like, a plaque or something? And then in his mind bubble, <laughs> there's the tombstone. And, like, completely covering the name is, like, a solid gold plaque with his name on it. <laughs> and it's just the funniest gag that that's, that's like, how selfish he is. That <laughs> he's, he's, like, digging a grave, and he's like, but where's my credit? Why yeah. isn't anyone celebrating me? I need I need to read that. I need to finish that Scooby Doo thing you sent me last week. I got about halfway through it. Yeah, that's not too long. You'll you can finish uh, that in a evening. Yeah, I, I want to finish it, and then I want to send it to my dad because he likes all those old cartoon characters, and I think he'd get a kick out of the humor, even though it gets a bit weird now. I don't I don't um, know how far you got exactly. Did you? It, it literally turns into Bleach. Well, right now they're like in a spaceship, and Kermit got shot. Okay. So I, I think it probably gets it might get a little too anime stupid for him, but it, it gets it it's literally bleach where they all explain their bankai. Oh, okay. I, I that it, makes me a lot less excited to finish it, to be honest. It, it's kind of funny and it's kind of interesting that it takes this turn, but I also feel like it almost drags a little bit too much right at the end before this sure. chapter closes out. But it's also, like, they commit to the bad joke so well that I also really enjoy it. We'll see. I, I know enough about anime bullshit where maybe I'll have fun with it. I think you um, will. I I, yeah. I did recommend it to you after reading the full thing. Sure. Okay. I trust you. But there is a shift. I think you're, like, right at the precipice where it becomes a different 
format. I feel like I I saw something that maybe resembled Goku or some kind of anime thing, but I can't. It's been a week and well, I've been drinking was, a lot. There's like one silly shot where um, Mickey hands Shaggy like a photo. It's like a framed photograph of Goku. Mm-hmm. And it's more like a silly thing. Yeah, I saw that. It I gets like that was funny. <laughs> it almost gets less silly later, <laughs> where it's like you you legitimately care about some of the characters and it's like upsetting. Okay. Um, it's great. The Shag and Scoob I, I was is like kind of shook when they killed when I thought they killed Kermit. I was like, oh my god, they just killed Kermit. He's been around for a bit. Like he mostly just smokes dope and makes one off lines, but I, I enjoyed having him around. Do you hear their voices? Um, some of them yes, some of them no. It, like, Kermit's not so much, but I'm not as familiar with Kermit. I, I feel like Mickey's half the time, but I have to remember to read it in Mickey's voice to do it. But when I remember, it's perfect. Uh, Shaggy's I do pretty well, Scoob's I do pretty well. Uh, Yosemite Sam showed up, that was fun, I feel like he did alright with him. Yeah, I like, so I'm, I'm, I like that. I'm, 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 I'm really curious to keep going, and... and since it's something you can definitely read in two sittings, which is nice. Or a sitting, if you want. Did um, did you have a funny story to share? Oh, work with... I had a couple... I had a whimsical thing to happen at work today. Um, when, I went to... as after lunch. And uh, I usually go to one of the HR people. She's got a candy dish, and I swipe a piece of candy. And I went in, and she had the... She had a bunch of... Uh, miniature bags of M&M's, those little fun-sized ones, but she had four different kinds of them. And so I'm, like, looking at them and, like, picking them up to see which one has more candy in it. And she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, if I'm going to take one, I'm going to take the right, you know, the one with the most. She's like, just take, like, all of them. I don't care. And I was like, I got a better idea. So I took one of each, and I went to our quality lab, which has a really touchy scale. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I need to borrow your scale for science. And like, what the fuck are you doing here? I was like, no, this is fine. So I, I weighed all of the mini bags of M&M's on their scale. <laughs> and they're looking at me like, why Why is he here today? And then I was like, guys, I figured it out. The caramel ones, are they weigh the most, but they have so few M&M's in here. This is the worst one to get. Don't get the caramel ones. Get the peanut butter ones. Those are twice as heavy as like all the other ones. And they're just like... They, and I was like, hey, you should have some M&M's now. So I just like gave them the M&M's and left. <laughs> And uh, that amused me a lot today. I thought that was very funny. You and I are very different people. Yeah. It's interesting to me that you you had different M&Ms and then you used science to come to the conclusion of which ones were correct and of of most value. And I feel like when I see all those M&Ms, I close my eyes and, like, meditate and I can imagine a butterfly and then I open my eyes and I know... That the peanut butter is the right one and the caramel is the bad one, mm. and it's very interesting to me the way that there's different ways to reach truth, and everybody has their own path and their own way of doing it. Yeah, I, I use science, and you use Jesus Christ, and we're friends, and that's okay. No, nah, I don't. I don't think Jesus cares about M and M's. Oh, I just I'm really into what this if whole they were like, nail flavored. I got the oh he he'd be all about that. <laughs> We got. Did you see those new Nutella ones? <laughs> no, I didn't. They got Nutella ones. Huh. They they just call it almond butter because it's not like oh, branded, sure. but it's Nutella. 
And it's like, I bet Jesus could turn those to wine, and I'd like them more. Mm. I haven't had wine in a while. That sounds good. I just read a tip. You could put, like, um, fresh fruit into cheap wine, and it just makes it better. Isn't that just called the sangria? Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. No, yeah. no, no. My, my neighbor did that. I think she throws a bit of rum in there, too, though. Oh, that, oh you know what? Now I want to do that. If you're gonna if you're gonna make an alcoholic drink that's bad for you, might as well put rum in it. So okay, this is the kind of sangria I like. You go to Taco Bell and you get Mountain Dew Sangria Blast, and then you add vodka to that. That seems legit. That's pretty good. It's not a real yeah, sangria that. at that point. It's like it's very offensive to anyone that has culture. Well, it's like how my my ex girlfriend used to call uh uh. Poor man's Cosmo was just like vodka and cranberry juice. Instead of whatever goes into a fucking Cosmo. That's funny. For for me, a poor man's Cosmo is just the vodka. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a martini bar, so you can actually get like a really high-end Cosmopolitan <laughs> here if you want for like $4. I, I want a Grammy Goose. That's what I want right now. If you do come visit me, we're going to have to go to the Starlight Lounge and get really fucked up on apple teenies and stuff like that. Yeah, I would like that. That would be that fun. That bar is great, because happy hour, everything's half off, and you get half off appetizers, and appetizers are really good. You get, like, this big old quesadilla. It's, like, the size of a dinner plate, and oh, it's like, oh, good. this is, like, $6 right now. Oh, you know what I had was good? Um, at 7-Eleven, they put jalapenos on the cheese pizza. Hmm. And I love that so much. Jalapenos on stuff are good. I like me a good jalapeno. It can be. I got. Oh, you know what's really good? Um, th- you know what? I might save this one for my glad space. Okay. Um, but I liked your M M&M story. Thank you. I I had a pretty fun week. That Nintendo Direct was like just good news after good news after good news. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel you, like there was something for the everyone. That caught me up to speed on it. Yeah. There was a lot of good stuff. Animal Crossing's looking good. Um, Smash Brothers is in a really good spot right now. The the internet <laughs> was like <laughs> everyone unanimously went into like this autistic fit over Sans Undertale, and it's like yay! It was funny because I was super disappointed because I thought that was taking up a character slot, and I'm like, that's not Master Chief. That's some <laughs> dumb character for a dumb game. Well, I, you you irked me. You didn't like Sans Undertale, and then you also don't know what SNK is, and it's like, I hate people I still that, don't know what SNK is. They make so many games, dude. Did you well, look up the- Well, I know the, what Metal Slug is. I was like, where's- I would like a Metal Slug character. I think that would be interesting. We have a bunch of fighting characters. They're called Ryu and that other guy, and they're not good. Okay, aren't you the guy that says this is a, a fighting game, though? Like, Smash Brothers yeah, is a but dumb cartoon game. It's a fighting game, but I, the, the characters don't have to be from fighting games to be in it. Like, but Solid Snake's no, but not a super, fighting game character. Dude, to have... Okay. I mean, okay, now I guess this isn't the first time it's happened since we got SNK versus Capcom. But there's this neat rivalry to have, like, Ryu and Terry fight. Like, there, that's a... That's a, that's that's a. There's decades long rivalry of these machines sitting next to each other in the arcade. You know, I don't, I don't not appreciate that. I just wanted Master Chief. Well, there's still room for Master Chief. 
I, I don't even know why I think Master Chief will show up, but I think that would so, be well, so fucking cool. I got one reason why he might show up. Have you noticed how, like, buddy-buddy Nintendo and Microsoft have been? Yeah, it's it's been kind of neat. Did you see, like, the, the Banjo-Kazooie news that they revealed during the Direct? It's, it's coming to Switch, right? They're going to... No, it's not. It's coming to Xbox One. But I thought Band... I thought they... No, and on the there's a slide on the Nintendo Direct with the Nintendo font and everything with a picture of Banjo Kazooie, and it says, "And soon, and this fall, you can play it on the Xbox One." And that was part yeah. of the presentation last night. You know, I will. Ex- I'm totally fine with a world where Nintendo and Microsoft are friends. Yeah, because I think that's only going to be beneficial until yeah. it's a dystopian hellscape from all the other garbage going on. It, but it's until good. Then, this is only good news. Yeah, it's just very interesting because it's news that you wouldn't expect to hear, but it's exactly. very good news. And so, dude, if they port like Halo to the Switch, you know how fucking amazing that would be. Actually, you that would portable be... Halo <laughs> that would be fun. Because like they could put the Master Chief Collection on the Switch. It's all old ass games, one through four. This Switch should be able to play four. Uh, actually, Xbox 360 game. Well, no, that was. No, you're right. That was on the 360. Yeah, probably yeah, could that'd actually. Be, that'd be fucking amazing. Um, I mean, I, honestly, I'm surprised that they have Doom on there, even if it's not up to speed. It does function. Yeah. You know what's really good is Astral Chain. I don't know if I know that game. Oh, oh. <laughs> really? I've been I've been looking forward to this one for like over a year now. Astral Chain. Yeah, and it's like it finally came out, and it's everything I wanted it to be. And then they put Sans Undertale and Smash, and I'm like, well, I'll just play Smash instead. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a Platinum Games game. Yeah, you're, um, you're, uh, what's the word? Um, cyberpunk police officers in anime Japan, and you enslave demon robots, and the demon robots are like your buddies. Oh, and, this looks pretty cool. And they're like, they're literally like, um... The giant robots from Evangelion, where they're like these like wild beasts that do not want to be used as tools. Sure. And they're in like constant pain, and they try to kill you if you lower your guard. But that's the. Yeah, o- this seems pretty cool. It, but it's like the only way that you can stop the the evil menace attacking the city. And it's like it's really cool. It's really fun to play. It's funny. I clicked on an IGN review to see what it looked like, and I was like, "Oh, I recognize this guy's voice," and then I didn't recognize his name. And I was like, "I guess all video game reviewers just sound the same now." Yeah, it's like all the same person. It's just like like some fungal hive mind thing just shoots popping up all over California to review video games. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Well, did you want to watch a Ren and Stimpy? Yeah, let's uh. We we mentioned this last last week that we should we should do a watch along for Ren and Stimpy and and talk about the animation and I have literally never watched a Ren and I haven't seen a Ren and Stimpy episode in well over probably fifteen to twenty years so I'm really kind of curious about this and I got a site open with all the episodes and the one that just caught my eye is titled Jerry the Belly Button Elf oh do you want to watch that one do you want should we try that one that has a very inviting title I vaguely remember this oh okay yeah I remember this one let's watch that one okay now 
I have to figure out how to make this work. Here we go. Okay. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one, play. I like, okay, the opening thing is literally something just sho getting shoved out of this guy's belly button. That's the title card. It's disturbing because it reminds me of Alien. <laughs> so we're off to a good start. I love the backgrounds in this show. Everything's just so disgusting looking. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what Ryan Stimpy is. I don't even remember their guys' voices. So I like the plot of this entire episode is that Stimpy is playing with his belly button too much. I saw this kind of thing in the 60s. <laughs> you could go insane. That is not a kid's joke. <laughs> not really. Oh jeez, he just poured baking soda in his belly button. That's not a good <laughs> vinegar, of course. It's cool. Hey, he's teaching the kids science. I like the background music for this. Yes. It's like too sophisticated for what's going on. It totally doesn't look like a ton of cum. No, not at all. <laughs> he just been up like all day playing with his belly button. Yeah. To be fair, he's got like a Swiss Army belly button there. He can do everything. I love the colors, man. Yeah, he just sharpened his finger. I seriously don't remember anything about Ren. His voice is freaking me out because it doesn't feel like it matches him. So like, this I was not sounding. That's not the original Ren. Oh, it's not. No, Ren and Stimpy in this episode are both Billy West. Hmm. Um, the first season, I think, was successful, but it was just so expensive and relatively controversial because it's so weird. They're like, okay, let's let's make more Ren and Stimpy cartoons, but we got to cut budget somewhere. So they they kind of canceled it, but then decided, hey, we'll, we'll invite some people back. So I called Billy West up. I was like, hey, do you want to do more Ren and Stimpy? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he just didn't call Ren. Oh, wow. He's like, you can do both voices, right? And he's like, yeah, sure. He found out after the fact that they never even, like, asked him to come. Jeez. Wow, he just went inside his belly button, and that was legitimately disturbing. And now there's just, like, an acid rock song. Yeah, it's a really good um trip sequence. This kind of reminds me of, like, early, like, like, it's definitely, like, a precursor to Tim and Eric, where I feel like it's just weird and kind of gross, and that's why it's funny. It, it's a little bit but of I don't it like is, it. Yeah, it's weird for the sake of being weird. Um, there are some clever jokes, but for the most part, it's just weird or gross. I think the weird reason this works a bit better is because it is animated. And so you get the weird body morphing, but also it, it is just like, it's well animated. At least it doesn't hurt to watch. Like, the song is just still going. Yeah, this is actually a long, like, acid trip sequence for a Nickelodeon cartoon. I love the lyrics to the song, too. That's pretty stupid. Um, you know what I listen to every year is the Ren and Stimpy Christmas album. I didn't know there was one. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. It's if you like Ren and Stimpy, they did a really good job doing a Christmas album. So I like the background here because it's it's kind of gross because you know he's in his belly button and there's like lint. Oh god, Jerry's voice is super familiar. Who is that? Um, he's the the parrot from Aladdin. It's oh Gilbert Gottfried. Did you see Gilbert on that angry video game nerd? I did not. That was pretty good. I, I, it's weird hearing Gilbert Gottfried in this, because the last time, last thing I saw him on was like a roast for Comedy Central, 
And he kept just screaming about how Joan Rivers had bats in her vagina. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was gonna say, please eat that. <laughs> it looks too much like a mini pie. <laughs> show's so stupid. So what is their shtick together? Are they like friends? Are they relatives? No, they're they're friends or they're roommates. Um usually like Ren's frustrated all the time and Stimpy likes Ren. And that's the extent of the relationship. <laughs> like most of these things are not defined, it's just it's 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 kind of like the Three Stooges, where it's like, why do they put up with Mo, but they do? Sure. And now there's a horse. I like the little martini with the lint yeah. garnish. It's gross though because it's lint, and I have a feeling we're gonna see him eat it before it's over. <laughs> well, that took a turn. <laughs> I like how there's just, like, a house party going on. There's a lot of things going on, and none of them make any sense. Mm. <laughs> like, I wonder how directing Gilbert was in this. It's like, okay, I need you to scream Lint Loaf. Like, it just punched your wife in the face. I mean, that's kind of his constant volume, though. Yeah. Really, this is a cautionary tale about not sticking things in your belly button. There's a lot of people there. Everyone's drinking martinis, <laughs> except that person who's eating weird clam goo. <laughs> Jesus. I, re I like Ren's face here. He's just like, this is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I bet this show is better if you're stoned. I also, think it's a lot scarier. I think it's also better if you're like seven. God, there's just the Flintstones. <laughs> The character design in this show is amazing. So it'd be funny to get like an art, an art cell of like this scene, <laughs> just like this character that never shows up again, just eating a belly button. Muddy also, the mud flippers, like they, they, third wife. They don't even. They don't, they don't even get out. Like they, they, there's no resolution to any of that. No. Um, okay, you want to pick the next episode? Do we want to do two? Or, yeah, or let's do one? another one. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out all the silence, so it just sounds okay. like us talking. Uh, let's look for down season two eight B fake dad. Eight B fake dad. Alrighty. Hopefully, I don't have any problems getting this one to run. Okay, this one's working fine. So should we count down? Yeah, let's do it in one. Two, no, three. Two, one, play. So in this so one, this is gonna have the original voices for Ren, correct? I don't remember where that cutoff was. I guess we'll find out. Um, but Ren Stimpy adopt a son. That's fucked. I don't even like that, and I haven't even started. What kind of animals are they supposed to be? A Chihuahua and a cat. Eddie Wagon. Oh God. I was supposed to be a seven-year-old. <laughs> I feel like this is somewhat uh, progressive in that Polsky now has two dads. 
Sort of. This also isn't a very realistic relationship. No. I love that image. <laughs> oh my god! Again, this aired on Nickelodeon. This is such an Adult Swim cartoon, but one that plays at like 1.30. Wow. I love this his is... eyes. Man, I just I can't get over the art design in this show. <laughs> He's trying to read. <laughs> prison romance. Oh my... I feel like that prison romance joke is something I would expect out of South Park. I don't even know why he's mad. He literally got himself into this mess. This is funny is because it's horribly inappropriate. Yeah. And it aired on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Do you have a thing of cigarettes in his pocket? I think so. Yep, those are cigarettes. <laughs> He's just gonna light them all and smoke <laughs> them all too, like a cool, cool boy. It's like. You don't see cartoons like this anymore, unless they're like on Adult Swim and intentionally trying to be offensive. So really, the core joke is that Rin is an abusive father. I don't know. Is that the extent of the joke? No, I was just trying to be reductive. I mean, you're not wrong, because there's not a lot going on here. Also, I think I have the characters mixed up. No, that's right. Oh, I love this picnic scene. Where he's in a little sailor outfit. Is not even plugged in. <laughs> I like how that's your problem. You can kind of tell that like early SpongeBob pulls from some of this though, in, in terms of its grotesque yeah. scenes with people eating stuff. And... and also like the trembling. Like I feel yeah. like I feel like Squidward will tremble a lot in a in a very Ren Hoiki kind of way. Yeah. Which it, it's kind of funny to see it here. Like, why, 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 why everything that's happening right now? Which is like, have him tremble. They have to draw all of that like by hand because it's it's all cell animated. So there's a lot of work in going into all of these frames. I mean, you so notice that they don't recycle any shots. Like every time yeah. it zooms in on Kowalski, it's a different face. <laughs> I feel like there's something more offensive about them calling him the fake dad every. No, that's. I think that's my favorite joke is that they keep emphasizing that this isn't like a Big Brother program. It's literally just fake dad. Yeah. Like I have to burp him. He has five o'clock shadow. 
and was smoking 20 cigarettes earlier. <laughs> Very strong chihuahua. This is so disturbing. He is so happy and eager to abuse his child question mark. <laughs> He's so happy. cartoon. Yeah. Well, that's over. I like that ending. That that is a disturbing, stupid show. I I wasn't sure how it would take it as an adult, and and the answer is not well. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not going to binge the rest of them? No. I might. I think not. I'm going to look up that Christmas album here. (laughs) What a... What a strange thing. Okay, so here's the here's a track listing for the Christmas album. Okay. Um there's Fleck the Walls, which is it's Deck the Halls, but it's about like using belly button lint to decorate everything. Oh, we just watched that one. Um there's Cat Hair Balls, which was Jingle Bells. That one's not really clever. Uh We Wish You a Hairy Chest Wig was actually a fun song. <laughs> <laughs> Because they, they, it's about them giving each, giving each other and all their friends um, hairy chest wigs to compensate for the lack of masculinity. Okay. Um, it's a Whistleteats kind of Christmas. Fair. <laughs> Sorry, that's so they have this like fake Santa Claus. It's um, <laughs> it's about Stinky Whistleteats and his souped-up sausage cart, and how he'll he'll leave you um use toothpaste in the sink after he brushes his teeth and you can lick it up in the morning. Oh, okay. That's it's just, charming. All these songs are that stupid pretty much. Sounds like it. But it's consistent. I'm kind of curious what the production values are on them. It's pretty fair. Like, actually, they're they're cute songs. They're the dumb cartoon characters singing them. So, it is what it is. But there's also, like, a narrative in between each song. Oh, interesting. Um, so it's like they're getting ready for Christmas to come, but like something will happen where it's like, oh, we have to go shopping. And so there's like a skit about going to the mall, and then there's a song about shopping at the mall. Oh, and that, then that doesn't sound terrible. Um, like Stimpy's son shows up, and they have a really nice, like, pleasant song about reminiscing about like the the like, nice part of gathering with family. Kowalski shows up again. No, that's um, Kowalski is Ren's son. Ren's- Okay, so Stimpy also has a son. Yes, Stimpy, this is a very sad episode. And actually, I think this is a Christmas episode. Um, Stimpy gave birth to a fart, and the fart cloud, like, got lost. And it and it's, like, it's kind of, like, depressing, because the whole time Stimpy's afraid that his fart is all, like, lost and alone on Christmas Eve. 
and it's very like traumatic what the fart goes through. But then by Christmas, the fart shows up, and also he's already married because farts age really quickly. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know why anybody would question any of that. Um, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty neat. Uh, I'm more baffled that this got five seasons than anything else, <laughs> honestly. Well, I think that last season doesn't count. Did it not air? Or, no, or that was it? when MTV tried to reboot it with adult humor. Oh, I feel like that probably didn't work very well. Well, it's it's more like like some of these jokes didn't feel like they're aimed at kids with the adult humor thing where it's like you don't have to censor yourself, do whatever you want. It's like they didn't even write jokes. It's just like what if Ren was in a shower with naked women and like nothing funny happened. Okay. And it's like a waste of everyone's time. I mean, you could argue that what we just watched was a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, but I feel like there were funny moments. Yeah, I, I can't take back the times I laugh. I mean, I could edit them out before I sent you this, but it would be a lie. Um, I have a feeling this is on YouTube. Here, let me send you this real quick. Okie dokie. So this sequence is from the MTV version. I like how uh, this video may be inappropriate for some users. Oh, wow, this is... uh. You want to describe to the listeners what you're looking at? Um, wait, okay, so, so the, the, the Chihuahua character, uh, Ren, I want to, yeah. That's right. He's, he's, he's wearing, uh, short denim shorts and, uh, like a little hat of some kind, and he has a bandsaw belted to his pants where his dick should be kind of coming out between his legs like a big old trusty sawbone and he's uh, sawing a log in half on Ren's back and he's doing lots of thrusts and or Stimpy's back I'm sorry and, and Stimpy's having a good old time and that's the scene and it's it's probably something that doesn't need to exist like I, I could think of other better things to yeah do I'm, I'm not to... terribly entertained by this scene I feel like it, it gets you with the shock value, right? Like, it's so weird, and you're like, holy shit, this is a thing I'm looking at, and describing it is uncomfortable. But it it doesn't do anything other than that. You want to do me a favor and just send that video to Jean-Luc? Ah, uh, yeah, that sounds like a pleasant idea. Thank you. Let me uh, let me get the one you linked me where I got the, the time right. Oh, I, well, you might, you might question it with the old... Uh, Got a wish to proceed thing, but we'll see. It doesn't matter. He can make his own decisions. He's an adult. Sort of. Sort of. Is anyone really an adult? No. I'm going to look up the definition of the word adult now. Well, yeah, I'm kind of curious what that would be. A person who is fully grown or developed. I am technically grown. And then some. I feel like... I feel like I'm fully grown. I don't know if I'll ever fully develop, but I guess maybe that does mean I'm fully developed. And I've just stopped midway, and that is my full development. Yeah, you know, that actually opens up some philosophical questions. Like, what, what is development? Like, are you, does, do you have to be fully actualized as a person? And can any person actually achieve that in a lifetime? Probably not. But I am fully grown, so I'm an adult. Yeah. I'm going to check Twitter real quick. Oh, no, it's awful. I'm going to close Twitter. Okay. Um, that was a very adult move you just did by closing Twitter. I'm all growed up. So anyways, now you know more about Ren and Stimpy.
Yeah, we, we did some Ren and Stimpy. We'll get to put that in the title. People will actually watch this one or listen to this episode. Uh, and and that, that'll be that. That'll be that. Now, there's a lot of silence I'm going to cut out, so what would you like to talk about for another 15 <laughs> minutes? <laughs> oh, I, get, I, I don't know. So, you, you mentioned a couple times, or maybe just once, that it, it kind of reminded you of an Adult Swim kind of show. Yes. Did you ever see, like, the director that made Ren and Stimpy, did you see his reboot of Yogi Bear? No. That was Jesus entertaining. Hand, no, that was... He, he did this very interesting cartoon where <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't remember exactly why, but um, who who's the sidekick? Not Yogi, but... Um, uh, Boo-Boo? Boo-Boo. So Boo-Boo, like, turns into a feral bear. Oh. And it's about Yogi and the park ranger trying to, like, capture him before he hurts someone. And it's like a series of Ren and Stimpy style gross out humor where like he scares away a bunch of people having a picnic and then it's him like very grossly eating the food. Sure. And he like, I think he kills a squirrel or something. As you do. Yeah. It's, um, I liked the art style because it actually kind of fit appropriately. I'm trying to find what the episode was called. Boo Boo Runs Wild. So if you look up Boo Boo Runs Wild, you'll see like... It's clearly just Ren and Stimpy, but with different intellectual properties. Is it all, is it hand animated, or is it at this point, is it, uh... It's still, like, the frame-by-frame animation. Okay. Um, it is digital, but it's still, like, actual... Oh, Jesus, this is a whole 20-minute thing. Yeah, it was a full thing. Because this whole thing's on YouTube, you can just... Oh, is it? Yeah, the whole, the entire episode. Oh, maybe that's a good recommendal. I'm gonna put that on the Facebook group. Um, I love how <laughs> I love how they draw Boo Boo when he gets like really crazy and his eyes are just all red. Where does that happen? I'm I'm scroll scrubbing through. Uh, probably later in the episode, but okay. Now he's about to eat something gross, like yeah, through a sandwich. I mean, that's pretty much the whole thing. It's just it's more Ren Stimpy humor. Yeah, it looks like it. But you know, if you're into that. I'm trying to scrub through to find some more. There we go. <laughs> Just hopping along. That's like a frog. It. It's funny because I. I'm like. I'm like. Oh, this reminds you of, of Adult Swim or whatever. And it, but, it. It's better animated. Like the, a lot of the Adult Swim shows I remember, are like super cheap and they look like shit. And maybe the character design is fine, but the actual movement is very uh, choppy. Yeah, I suppose. And so it is kind of funny to be like, this reminds me of that, but it also looks like way too good to be on that network. Maybe not so much the the Boo Boo Runs Wild thing, but the uh, but the original Ren and Stimpy. I mean, that's also back when um, like they didn't really have computers widespread for cartoon production, so everyone was trained on traditional arts. Yeah, and there was a there's this weird moment. I think actually Adult Swim helped usher this in where the digital art uh, change kind of happened as the technology caught up and became practical to buy everyone computers. But at the same time, everyone was still like classically trained where everyone's still doing frame animation. And I think there's kind of like, there was a sense of humor that came about on the internet where people were like doing stuff with Flash that's mostly tweens and it's not actual frame animation, it's just sliding stuff around. But it was still funny. 
and that became a style that Adult Swim kind of adopted. But I was like, well, hey, what if we we can repurpose these old cartoons, but we can just kind of wiggle them around on screen? Sure. And and it's like the the premise is that it looks bad and it's stupid, but you're supposed to laugh at it, so it's okay. And that way we yeah. can make it on the cheap, but the laughs will keep people watching. And then the more successful that got, the more popularized that got. And I know they were at that point they were definitely playing up on the surrealism. You got like the squid billies, which is just so I don't think I've ever actually watched an entire episode of that, but I like the squid billies, but I feel like you could take a still shot and get as much entertainment as a full episode. Because you're right. Yeah. There's like look at this weird scene. There's something funny if you look at these details. And that's about it. I do think though, going back to Ren and Stimpy, just like is a is a piece of culture that inspired people because I'm now thinking of like some of those earlier um, flash animations that tried to be gross looking and really over animated and it does kind of it goes back to Ren and Stimpy just the the weird quivering the the body contortions and and uh in that kind of weird creepy the joke is that it looks disturbing I feel like that was definitely around for a time. Um, so, okay, you know what? We have a little bit more time to kill. Um, have you watched those Mickey Mouse cartoons? I don't think so. You haven't? I'm not sure which cartoons you're talking like about. Like the, the current run? Like, no. They make Mickey Mouse cartoons. I didn't know that. They're very, very, very good. They are charming and interesting to look at. They are, I don't want to say cheaply made, but they're like efficiently made. Okay. But with the correct like art direction that makes it very charming and classic in a way. Sure. So let's watch one of these and compare it to the old Ren and Stimpy. Okay. <clears throat> Sounds like a fun game. So this is a Mickey Mouse cartoon called For Whom the Booth Tolls. Uh, I already like it. Yeah. Alrighty, ready? Three, two, one, play. I love these title cards, man. Yeah. You're right, like, you can definitely tell this has, like, a fairly shoestring budget. But they're creative about it in a way where it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's funny, because they scaled his head down, right? But, like, they really just, like, they yeah. didn't change it at all. They just made it smaller. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's so dramatic. <laughs> it really is. It's another thing too, where like his face is animated well, like it's very expressive. It is. They're they're making use of like tweens and automated things. They're making use of interesting textures to compensate for the lack of detail. But yeah. overall, it comes together in such a pleasing way that it's actually appreciated. Also, it has like an actual, somewhat narrative. Yeah. No, they're well written. Um, these cartoons have some good jokes in them. Like they're being stalked by a toll booth, and Minnie doesn't give a shit. And there's some really good stuff in here. This is entertaining. It is. <laughs> oh God, it's flying! Oh Jesus! It's now it's a saw. I love the music. Is like, it's like an actual horror movie. Yeah. He's gonna steal a quarter from. Uh. 
So that was pretty cute. This is very cute, but there's so much personality like oozing with every frame. Yeah. Um, there's a really good one where it <laughs> it opens with a faithful recreation of the opening shot of um, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Oh, nice. Where there's like the birds flying by and everything, and it's a it's about a wishing well. And Mickey and Minnie are singing a song about the wishing well and wishes coming true, and they're just singing that classic Disney song. And there's a part where the seven dwarves all walk by, and like during the musical number, as each one passes, they flick a, a quarter into the well. And then at the end of the song, Pete comes, he like crawls out of the well with a sack full of change and just like runs <laughs> off with it. And then they get all upset because he stole the wishes, and all, and all the dwarves start like a riot. And Minnie's trying to calm him down, but by the end, like they're almost gonna burn her at the stake. And it like turns it is it ramps up to a hundred in no time I was at all. Say, they they go some places because these are like three minute long shorts. So these are made for YouTube, correct, or the internet? Um, they're are they on like Disney Channel? They play them on Disney Channel. They actually sell the DVDs, but they're also aware that the internet f- exists. So they just kind of throw them out on YouTube because it's like, hey, you idiots will pirate it anyways, so we're just going to spin it this way. Sure. Because it reminds me of, um, because The Simpsons apparently does shorts for YouTube. I don't know if you've seen any of those. I think I have. So the only only reason I know that is because they they recently did one that involved uh, Trump and then the four uh, Democratic women. Yeah, I saw that. And... and, uh, it was abysmal. It was it was hor- I couldn't finish it. It was horrible, and it wasn't part of it was because the song. It was a, it was a song number, and it was just a shitty, shitty, awful song. But you can definitely tell like it it didn't have the care put into it like what we just watched it. And I know it's because their YouTube team is a lot smaller and they have pretty hefty deadlines. I think so. You you cut corners, but it is. It's interesting to be like here's a Simpsons thing. The Simpsons is this cornerstone of animation and cartoons. Everyone knows it, but they're this thing I saw that they made for the internet to s- satire modern politics is just so cheap. It's weird. I mean, to be fair, the stuff they put in full-length episodes isn't stellar. I guess I haven't seen any of the modern Simpsons in a very long time, so I don't know what the quality is of the show. I think anymore. I think the shorts that they put out are on par with the quality of the show. That's rough. I, that that short was any indication. There's ups and downs. I don't want to be like one of those doomsayers. It's like oh, old Simpsons was better, and it's like I, I think it, I think it was better, but also it's not always bad. There are some okay. newer episodes that you can actually enjoy. Then, well, Hasbro for My Little Pony, they do a lot of shorts for YouTube with the Acrestia Girls, and those tend to be done pretty well too. Like you have a very small three-minute story to tell, and they have all the assets already made, and because it's all done in Flash. Mm-hmm. And I f- and I feel like those those generally are, are are fun little pieces of of YouTube content. And you watch them and then you're done and you go on your way, kind of like this Mickey Mouse thing, right? And I don't know. I don't really have a point to this because you know if I'm trying to bring it back to Ren and Stimpy, it, it they're they're just so drastically different. Like what they're trying to do, art styles, animation. Yeah, I I have one. This is another like thing that made Ren and Stimpy different. I don't know if you noticed, but there's like a lack of consistency between episodes. Um, Are you talking like design-wise or it, it, design-wise, but also like 
literally just being on model. Like, sometimes Ren is larger than Stimpy, and sometimes it's the other way around. Okay. Um, Their house is never the same in any episode. Like, one episode, they'll be in, like, this, like, big um, retro-futuristic mansion, and then another episode, they're in a beached whale that has, like, a window frame in it. I know the one we watched, they were in, like, a normal house, and they were in, like, a mobile trailer park. Yeah. Um... The, you know, the, it plays off of things. There's no, like, running narrative or anything. Right. Uh, I saw a clip from the My Little Pony finale where Twilight's, like, adult-sized. Did you see that? No. Where, like, Twilight oh, is, like, oh, as big as Celestia. Oh, she becomes, like, a alicorn-sized. Huh? Yeah. I, don't, I didn't know that was a thing. That sounds awful. It, it is awful because no one else is big. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, like, it's yeah. jarringly different. Well, it's just like the, the Celestia has a very different shaped face than Twilight That's does. the thing. It doesn't look like Twilight anymore. It looks like a fan art recolor. But I realized that's, that's not perfect. what bugs me the most. I realized what's important to the character is that she learns. And I feel like you shouldn't see her grow up. She should always be uh, basically a young or childlike person that is capable of learning and still has things to learn. And I think showing, like, and then she grew up and was a great princess almost takes away from that. Well, what's really funny is that the two other princesses who are adult-sized and grown-up are largely fucking useless and have been for the last four or five seasons. Because they're so powerful that they have to be written out of all the conflicts in some way. Yeah. And so when they show up, it's basically to just fuck around and be idiots. And so the idea of, like, Twilight becoming one of those is, like, that's almost like a reduction in her character because... Oh, you're you're that one now. Now you, you're not gonna do anything important. I didn't realize this season was over. I'm I'm pretty behind. I mean, it sounds like you're not missing a lot either. Um. Yeah, it looks like. Oh no, I well, the the the, the site I watch these on is only up to episode episode seven, seventeen. I'm trying to huh. I'm trying to figure out. What I saw might have even not been real because it's so easy to replicate the Macromedia Flash animation. For... <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is I don't actually think the season finale has been uploaded so, yet because the air date for the 17 was last week. So now I'm wondering if what I saw wasn't real. Well, but my I'm wondering point if it was stands. real <laughs> and if it was just like a gag that gets resolved by the end of the episode. That could be too. I, don't, I haven't been following it close. But my point is... With a show like My Little Pony, the consistency between episodes and the character development is important. Yep. And I feel like almost every cartoon now is doing these, like, it's about character development. And it's about it's about different issues. Like, well, it's like that Powerpuff Girls reboot where they tried to get away from fighting a monster every week and turn it into something where they just, like, talk out problems and, like, build on narratives. And it's like, I don't think that's what the Powerpuff Girls is. No. And if they were to, like, actually, like, grossly reinvent it and make it something new, that might work. But they also kept it a little too close to the source. So I think that rubbed people the wrong way. Sure. I think it really comes down to, I almost intent, right? Like, Gravity Falls and Steven Universe work because they're they're trying to tell a story with continuity. And they do a really good job at that. But, like, Spongebob works, and it's absolutely not trying to do that, and it doesn't fucking matter because... You're not there for that. Like it establishes right away that that that's not what the show wants to do. Yeah, it's fun. Which is almost why the early episodes of Steven Universe are so weird, is because it it's like episodic monster of the week. 
and uh, I was sold on that show not being that. And I so listened the first, like, to like twenty episodes. I listened to like two of the songs from the Steven Universe movie, and I just I don't want to watch it. Oh really? No, I watched Steven's Universe like three times instead. Yeah, yeah, you sent that to me, and I was like, I can't share this with with people. They might be. Oh, you never seen that one? <laughs> no, that's new. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's a classic. Someone made that a while ago. I, I was surprised at how many views it had. It, no, it was like that was from back when when like season one was just out, and he just he he just it's a YouTube poop of that episode where Garnet no um Pearl and Amethyst fuse yeah. from like season one. It's just an edit of that episode. But then they have some actual like other people that sound sound alikes to say things like fucking vagina. No, those are actual that's dialogue from the show. Oh, that they just kind of spliced together. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Because <laughs> well, some of them are done really well. A couple of them don't work as well. Yeah, it's just but, too choppy. But like Pearl, especially because she speaks so formally, she doesn't actually change her tone often, so it's very easy to cut things. Yeah. Because she like she says she pronounces fuck very clearly, and she has a like smug attitude, like she's just literally saying it. That tickles me. So I, I sent I sent the the that Ren and Stimpy thing to the group chat I am in with, with the comics podcast people, and no one's responded, but it did get a thumbs down emote. Yay! <laughs> so from who? I don't know. Well, look. It's the little. It's a little tag thing. Or oh, I guess if I hover over it. Oh no! It was. It was Emily. Oh. But you know that works too. Hi, Emily. Hi, Emily. You're on the show now. You've spoken with the thumbs down. Um. Do we want to go into a glad space? Are we done? I guess. Are you glad about anything? I feel like you hinted at something earlier in the episode. So I wanted to go down to Seaport Village on the weekend, and I wanted to go to the hot sauce. Um, store, and just have a relaxing day. And uh, Seaport Village is really pretty, and it's very like old town, old old town, you know, rustic kind of feeling. It's right there on the bay, so you, you get the seagulls and everything. And I I thought, well, I'll just ha- I'll make a day of it. So I rode the trolley downtown, and um, I mean, you know me, I don't really like music. I don't yep. listen to a lot of music. But I got my really nice headphones, and it's like, I'm just going to listen to Random Access Memories. Because the length of that album is pretty much the length of the trolley ride to get down there. Okay. And that was just the best afternoon. That is by far my favorite album. I love every song on it. And every song, like, speaks to me in a way that I find very therapeutic. Fun fact about that album, is it one, whatever the album Grammys are, is it the Grammys? I don't know. It won best. It won best album over Taylor Swift's Red, and when they went to announce it, they're just like, "And the winner is Random Access Memories," because <laughs> <laughs> they're a dick, and then, and then Taylor Swift was very upset. Why? Because she she wanted to win one because I think she won last year, and she's like, "I want two in a row." Well, she has to make better music. She did well. <laughs> I'm not gonna say 1989 was better, but she did. I'm pretty sure she won album of the year with 1989 when that came out. Yeah. I've actually never listened to Random Access Memories. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Like I've heard a couple songs off it, but I've never heard heard it from start to finish. I'll, I'll play. I would play some right now, but I can't without getting a copyright cease and desist. <laughs> this is a good glad space. I, I like it when people talk about music and, and enjoy music. Yeah. 
How about you? Do you have any music to enjoy or a space to be glad about? Uh, yeah. So I've been doing a reread of Harry Potter. I just finished uh, Half Blood Prince, so book number six. I'm not going to get into it, but I really, actually, really, really like book number six. Uh, it was one I remembered the least about, and so I was kind of interested going in. I was like, I don't, what, what does this one cover? I kind of, I remember the basics, but not, not the details. And I feel like it, of the books, it's definitely like the most young adult, like more adult written than the other ones, where the first couple books are very much an adult style that Rowling was trying to mimic from a different children's book author. And it shows to me in a way that I don't totally like anymore. And there's a very gradual curve away from that, and I feel like this is much higher up in that curve where it, it there's a lot more action verbs, a lot less passive voice. Uh, I think some of the just the, the descriptions are better. I really like the characters and the plot and everything, the way they handle Voldemort was cool. So I, I really, really enjoyed reading that one. I'm excited to go into the Deathly Hollows. That is good. I'm looking forward to having a Harry Potter talk. Yeah, I haven't been taking any notes, so it's probably going to be a shit show, but I would, you know, that's what our audience expects. Yeah, it's pretty much, I mean, you guys, you, you just listen to us watch cartoons on the internet. Yeah. So I want you guys at home to just look in the mirror, just think about it. <laughs> Indeed. But, uh. You wanna you wanna call it? I gotta pee. Yeah, let's let's close out with my favorite um random access memories song. I like instant crush. And it it sounds it sounds like beeping robots. It's like just it's that on loop and then you can't understand any of the lyrics because they're talking too fast. So it's like That's the whole song. It's my favorite. Nice. I like yeah. that. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Sorry. So a dream was up to a